Welcome to the cockpit. My name's Ryan, and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I've got Greenbean to my this way, and I've got Matt O'Leary to my that way. Greenbean, how you doing tonight? I'm good. I love the smoke screen that everybody's chewing on this week. It's good. I like it. I think it's fun. Why go into the week thinking we know stuff? Let's just have a million questions and fight with each other about it. In typical Jet fan fashion, I'm in. Matt, how you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. I get to see you guys in less than a week. I get to see our Jet fans brethren at the stadium in just five days. doesn't get any better than that. I love yeah. it. I love it. Boys and girls, as you hop into the stream, make sure you hit that like button. Uh, the two, We're going to select two people. Or you know what? Hmm. Yeah, we'll select two people, but you got to hang around to the end. Uh, I have a fantasy football league that I'm going to be running, and two people are going to be getting into the uh, the league. So we'll do some qualifiers throughout the, the stream. Green Bean, I'll... Uh, Actually, I guess I shouldn't do that because then we might pick someone who's not actively participating. Mm. Hmm. What do you hmm. want me to do, boss? I don't know. Let me let me ponder it a little bit. We'll give away a shirt, but I got two spots open in my fantasy football league that I am uh, possibly opening it up to. It was going to go to the first class and frequent flyer tiers of my channel. Uh, so if you guys are hanging out in here and you want to get into the fantasy league... If you're a first class member or a frequent flyer, there's a post on my community page to get into it. It's on Sleeper. There's two slots left open in a 12-man league. Uh, if you want to get in, totally free, but uh, got to do it first. Uh, but before we move into everything, we got to pay a little bit of bills. So, fellas, fantasy football draft season is right around the corner. CeeDee Lamb is good, but have you seen these beautiful balls? It's time to get your mm. snake. Whoop making a selection in the middle of <laughs> an ad read. <laughs> Always fun. <laughs> Let's reset the clock. Fellas, fantasy football draft season is right around the corner. CeeDee Lamb is good, but have you seen these beautiful balls? It's time to get your snake looking right for this snake draft with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders and below the waist grooming have created a championship lineup with their performance package 4.0. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get there uh, and <laughs> get ready for kickoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code JETSTALK. Promo code's up in the top corner if you feel like uh, taking care of your bush. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for uh, sponsoring the channel, Manscaped. Uh, so yeah, we got a little bit of news going on as far as Zach Wilson potentially starting week one. There's all this smoke around like He's, he's starting to practice. He's going through walkthroughs, things of that nature. Uh, should he start week one? I have a poll question up in the live chat. Uh, we have almost 200 votes. 45% say yes. 55% say no right now. Um, Greenbean, I want to hear your thoughts on this first. Well, I'm a firm believer Uh in uh, Zach as the starting quarterback. He's our starting quarterback. But I am also a firm believer uh, that walkthroughs and things like that, that's not full practice. And I don't want to see him go into the game 
at 75%, little bit gimpy, something happens, and then we lose him for six weeks. Like, I just, I have zero interest in that. You know what I wish, Ryan? I, I wish we could go back to the Parcells days. When Parcells, if you had like an ankle issue, you had a knee, and, and you're like, I'm good, coach, he would walk by and just kick you, kick you a little bit. He'd watch your reaction. If you go, ooh, and you go, you're not ready. And you remember what he did to Glenn Foley? Glenn Foley. The quarterback in 1998 was terrified that he was going to lose his job to Vinny Testaverde, which ultimately, of course, he did. And he said that he was ready. He was practicing. And Bill Parcells came up and said, hey, buddy, and gave him a big old-fashioned Parcellsian hug. And Glenn Foley doubled over in pain. And he said, sorry, you're not ready. Now, I wish we could do some of that stuff and see what's really going on. But here's my thought. I think we have a rare opportunity for the Flacco revenge game. If Zach's 100% and he's practicing with the team and he looks sharp and he looks good and he can do all his mobile things, fine. If not, I see no reason to push it. I would go with uh, the last three weeks, four weeks of practice uh, that we've been heading toward. And I think let's not uh, let's not rush it. We have a uh, a particular backup quarterback who might just be uber motivated for this particular game so i don't see any reason to rush it i would say no unless he's a hunch i love it i love it uh de jesus drops in and says zach's starting so you're saying there's a chance <laughs> cue the dumb and dumber uh clip uh matt i want to hear your thoughts should zach wilson start week one i think mike white should start Ah, there. Twist. Ah, ah, talk <laughs> about a bad take. Jesus. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I think, look, if in all seriousness, I think if he is healthy and able to practice tomorrow and the rest of the week, then yes. If he is just doing another workout tomorrow like he did on Monday and Tuesday, then no. You go with Joe Flacco and... That, that's fine. I I really think worst to me, it sounds like worst case scenario week two return for Zach Wilson, because if he's back and doing these workouts now, optimistically, he plays on Sunday. Um, again, worst case scenario, I think you see him against uh, Cleveland at that point, give him a yeah. little bit of the extra rest. But um, I, I think it really comes down to if he's able to practice or not tomorrow. And I've seen a lot of like weird rebuttals to that take and where it was like, hey, like, what about all offseason long when he threw to the wide receivers and OTAs and training camps before the injury? But I think anyone, even a seasoned veteran, would be a little bit rusty after missing a month and not really taking football snaps oh, yeah. and having practices for a month. So I don't think it would be wise for the Jets to, I don't know, have him maybe go one day out there and do a walkthrough and, they, and then go, okay, let's throw you into a live game. Um, so I think it's really dependent on what happens tomorrow. So unfortunately, a little bit more of a waiting game. Yeah, yeah. No, at least it it's funny. optimistic, Matt, just, right? I'm sorry, Ryan. Just on that, like now, if he was a 10 year vet, different story. Maybe, maybe different maybe, yeah. story. You know, he's he's still he's like a young buck. It's like you know this, like you said, like that month off is serious. Like let's make sure he's got all his wheels on before we send him down the damn hill. Yeah, 100%. I, like, I, I do get the feeling he's probably starting week two at this point. The more and more positive, uh, you know, stuff we hear from Salah and the little rumors that are coming out, I think that's where it's starting to trend. I still, I thought for sure it was going to be the Bengal game if it was not week one. And there's part of me that kind of wants to see this offensive line gel together a little bit before we put our recently injured quarterback behind the line. Um, 
that to me seems a little bit scary. I don't know. Do you guys have any concerns about the offensive line? Greenbean, I'll throw that one over to you first. I do. Can you believe it? I am concerned about the offensive line who, uh, you know, sadly, just like last year, is like it's like they've almost never played together. Like we saw a little bit, I believe, right? Didn't Dwayne Brown play against the Giants? I think he did. Um, and it's like, you know, look, I, I think this we saw last year, it took our offensive line six weeks or whatever it was to kind of get together. The good news is Fant. Tomlinson, McGovern, ABT, they're all in the system. Now we moved guys over to the right, so there's that. But I'm a little concerned. I think the good news, though, is that we have pros on the line. Like, so we have guys like Fanton, ABT, and, and, and McGovern second year on in this system, on this team. Then you get pro bowlers, LaDainian Tomlinson and Dwayne Brown, um, that can come in and actually, you know, they're pros, man. They've been doing this for a while. They've both... Uh, played at a Pro Bowl level as recently as last year, but I'm concerned. I, I saw what they did with the you know the re-signing of Connor McDermott. It makes me think that they had some plans. They were working on something. They cleared 12 million dollars of space. They only left one guy, Max Mitchell, as the backup. Seemed like they were maybe working on something, and uh, it didn't work. That's what it seems like to me. Obviously, I'm making that up. I don't have any proof. But that's what it's, you know, it feels like. And I think Connor McDermott was signed because it's like, hey, man, we might have some issues this week. And God forbid Fant or uh, Dwayne Brown go down, uh, you know, we're in trouble. You know, we got Max Mitchell and, and now Connor McDermott to come back in. But, yeah, I, I am, I'm confident, Ryan, but I am concerned, nervous. Yeah, I would say I was talking with uh, Tigo last night. Uh, you know, talking Jets with Tigo. Uh, yeah. And he was saying his mindset was like, hey, here's what's going to happen. Bam Knight is going to wind up making the 53-man roster. They're going to roll it all the way to Monday, and then they're going to cut him after other teams have set their rosters because they think he has a better shot at making our practice squad, cutting him now, and then you bring back Connor McDermott. So he thinks this was all part of the uh, the plan, sort of like what, what Greenbean's saying as far as like they had a plan in place. Like now we have about ish $10 million in salary cap space. It's going to be interesting to see how this uh, plays out. Matt, you concerned about the offensive line or anything like that? Mm, not a major concern. I, I know they haven't got a ton of reps, especially in-game reps, which is why they played the final game of the year a little bit with that offensive line. But, you know, overall, I think they're going to be drastically improved. Um, when you bring in a guy like Lincoln Tomlinson at, at left guard, I think the guard duo is going to be the other side and Dwayne Brown coming in late. Maybe you get a small issue at tackle right away uh, initially, but overall I think this line is uh, on paper much better than what it was last year. And, you know, especially at the start of last year, I know they had Makai Becton, but I mean, we, we know just how bad Connor McGovern was at the beginning of last year. Um, hate to say it like that, but um, that was the reality. So uh, I think they'll be okay in the long run. It might be a tough game or two, but it's not enough for me to say, all right, I don't want to start Zach Wilson because there's a slight chance that he gets mm -hmm. banged up behind the offensive line that's you know still trying to gel. Um, but yeah, it might be something that we notice the first week or two. AZ Jets comes in, says, minus offensive tackle and free safety depth. Uh, I'm very happy with this roster. I think it's a much improved roster from last year, and you can't fix everything all in one offseason. 
Uh, man, I'm just getting alerts up the wazoo right now. I've got a fantasy draft <laughs> on this computer going in 10 minutes, and I got one that's currently going right now. Someone's screwing with me. They just took Brees Hall just before my pick, the jerks. Ah. Um, yeah, I knew it, too. I'm looking at him like, he's not going to make it to me. Someone's going to do it. Someone did it. Um, so minus offensive tackle and free safety. I like the depth on this team. Yeah, I would, I would say I do. I mean, linebacker, I feel like is, is thin. I'm not confident future wise, but for this year, I, I I'm all right. Like I like Quan Alexander. I like CJ Mosley. Um, you know, Quincy Williams, that whole, whole crew. Greenby, do you think, are you concerned with any other positions outside of tackle and free safety? Well, um, let me, you know, the linebacker thing is interesting because I did, and you guys know this, I went into the draft concerned about linebacker. I went into training camp concerned about linebacker, but I have to admit, I was delighted with Jamie and Sherwood and how he looked in the preseason. And I am having little tiny mini fantasies of Jamie and Sherwood actually being an NFL quality player. You know, very similar to, I don't know if you guys remember, we had um, Jonathan Vilma and, you know, Herm Edwards drafted Jonathan Vilma. Mangini came in. He really wasn't a fit for the defense, but he was still Jonathan Vilma. He's running around. And then we just, in the second round, we took a flyer on David Harris and he came in, you know, Vilma got hurt and David Harris came in and nobody expected much. And he just thumped up the entire world. He was like a friggin' animal. I'm having little mini feelings like about Sherwood. Now they're different players, so it won't, won't mimic it. But I think I might be more confident in linebacker than I have been all offseason. I love C.J. Mosley. I love that he was willing to rework his contract. I love that they named him captain again. Um, you know, he's the leader, man. Like, And, and, and he's here, and he's a, an emotional leader, and he leads on the field. And then you add Quan Alexander and Jamie and Sherwood, and then um, obviously Quincy Williams as well. And I feel pretty good. So safety and tackle are kind of my concerns in addition to quarterback. Can you imagine that? I'm a little worried about quarterback. I don't know if I'm alone on this island, but I'm worried about quarterback and, uh, you know, tackle and, and safety is kind of it. I feel pretty good too. This is the closest we've been to full strength since 2015, guys, seven years. This is the closest we've been to actually showing up to week one with the team we made. And I'm pretty happy about that. Matt Zizzleman says, I think Jets defensive line is going to be top five in the league. Tell me I'm wrong. Dude, I hope we're, I just hope we're top 15, top 10, because our defensive line just has so much promise. And last year we just got run we had the ball run down our throats and it was just so demoralizing. But I think now that you see we have the, the secondary help, I think now that you see we have uh, a little more power up front, I think the Jets will be able to stop some of that running game uh, woes and some of the screen game woes. And this defensive line, if we can get them into favorable downs and distances, we're going to be able to let them pin their ears back. And I think part of that is having the offense have so much success. If the offense can score some points where the other team's offense now has to throw, they're not relying on the run. I think that might be our best bet uh, heading into the season. Cause I, I want to see these edge rushers go for blood. Michael Clemens put Tyrod Taylor in a goddamn body bag. Yeah. I want to see more of that. I want Lamar Jackson to come out running and I want him to get hit so damn hard. He doesn't want to take the next snap. That's what I want to see happen. Matt, 
your thoughts on the Jets' defensive line potentially being top five in the league? I mean, if everything clicks, it, it could happen. You need everything to break right for them to be in the top five. Everyone has to reach their ceiling. Carl Lawson has to be that 10-plus sack guy. Quinton Williams finally has to step up. And uh, John Franklin Myers has to do what he does uh, as long, you know, as well as the other depth guys. But I really like this defensive line. I think it's going to be a strength. I think top five is probably a little optimistic, but uh, I think top half of the league is a definite and pushing top 10. Greenby, what about you? Top five defensive line? Well, in what way? You know, like, are we are we a pass rushing defensive line? Are we the the typical Jets thing, the top five rushing defense in the league, but they're throwing the ball for 480 every week? Or uh, <laughs> like, what are we what are we looking at now? I I think that they're going to be very good pass rushing. Now, if teams can exploit that hair on fire thing that Ulbricht has going in our Linebackers and safeties can't stop the the screens and the running plays and and obviously the tight ends and shit. Then it doesn't matter uh, what our defensive line does. I mean, we have to figure out a way to 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 mitigate the exploitation of our aggressive defense. And I'm really hoping that we figured that out. Um, that said, I what I can say is I really like the talent. I really like the attention paid to the defensive line. I think I like every guy on our defensive line too deep. Like I like every, well, Nathan Shepard is probably at the bottom. He's the guy I scratch my head a little bit with why he's still here, but everybody else, man, I like our defensive line too deep. Three years ago, our second strings are, are better than our starters of a couple years ago. And that's what, uh, that's what's so exciting. Again, I'm with I top five. I'm with Matt. Like that seems like a little far, but we have to figure out how to backfill the aggressive nature of our of our defensive line. If we can do that, they're going to feast. Kevin C says smells like Salah trying to keep the Ravens guessing. It's a huge risk for Salah to put Wilson out there week one. Imagine the heat if he gets Wilson hurt. Yeah, I mean, I think that's an issue. I just don't think he's going to have enough practice time to make it worth it. Like Flacco's been practicing the last two, three weeks. I think it's probably a good idea to let him have the revenge game. Let him learn behind this off, or not learn, let him play behind this offensive line so that way Zach can kind of sit down. Do you think there's any shot that maybe Zach sits up in the booth if he doesn't play? Because we saw him up there in a few preseason games. I wonder if he would be next to LaFleur, maybe trying to diagnose a little bit more of what's going on. Be interesting to see. Green Bean, your thoughts. Well, would you put Zach at, like, let, let's say hypothetically, Zach Wilson's at like 80%, and they're just like, like you said, they're just going to mm -hmm. give him the extra week and he's going to start against the Cleveland Brissettes, right? We're going to do that. Would he be the backup? You know what I mean? Like, would they, like, we don't have the confidence in you starting, but if Flacco plays half the game, something happens, like, we do feel confident. Like, I don't know. If, if they're just going to, make him a scratch and bring Mike White up, you know, for the, uh, you know, up to number two. Uh, I think it would be interesting. Yeah, why not? Why not stick him up there? He's been hanging out up there. Um, but I don't know. I was thinking maybe he would be the second string if he didn't start. Maybe I'm off on that one. What do you think? Uh, no, I think, I, I don't think he even activate him. If he's, uh, if he's 80% and he's like the backup, I, I, I don't think there's any situation where he's the backup. I would either start him or it's Mike White as the backup. Matt, what are your gotcha. thoughts on the, uh, you know, one, 100%. It's either he, it's either he plays or isn't dressed. 
Like there's no, there's no in between yeah. there. Um, I, I don't like that idea at all. Uh, it kind of reminds me of when was it a couple of years ago with the um, in the game against the Broncos where remember like Mekhi Becton wasn't healthy enough to play and then they mm-hmm. had him as a backup and then there was an injury and then they put him in and then he got banged up again. Like that was such an ass backwards mm-hmm. way of doing it. Um, I don't want the Jets to be in a situation like that. Do you yeah. think we should put him up in the booth? I'm intrigued by that. Uh, I see both sides, to be honest with you. Like him sitting next to the floor is really cool, but I also think there's value of him being on the sidelines and talking with Flacco after he comes off after each series too. So um, mm. I'm, I'm okay with either. I don't have a strong feeling one way or the other on it. V-Man drops in says, I think it, uh, I think it tossed up with the quarterback situation. Can't wait to meet you guys on Sunday. By the way, Matt, you're right. Coke Zero is Belch. Bletch? Bleh. <laughs> Best Coke Great. is... Is that Mexican Coke with sugar? Is that what that's supposed to be? Mexi-Coke? Yeah. Huh. Never heard yeah, of that. Yeah, I had a bad, hey, I had every, a bad experience today. Really? Yeah. Story time. Yeah. Yeah, so I went... I was, I was off today, so I was out running some errands, and um, I went to uh, our local Moe's, relatively local, Moe's in Oceanside. Uh, and I was like, oh, well, I did my order. And then I said, all right, let me grab a drink out of the fridge. And I was kind of in a rush and I just reached in. I saw the red bottle. and I'm like, assuming I got Coke. Well, apparently Coke Zero is no longer in a black label with the black cap. It is in a red label, red cap, black writing, which I feel like is way too close to the original Coke, uh, mm-hmm. which I was hoping to get. So I got a Coke Zero. And on the first sip, I was like, something seems a little bit off. And then I looked at the label. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's why. Um, and it was grotesque. Uh, not a fan. Bad experience. Zero out of ten. I really don't like diet soda. I'm not like a big soda guy. It's not like uh, people in my comments were like, you're going to get fat. It's not like I'm guzzling down <laughs> 99 gallons of regular yeah. Coke a day. I would like I, I went out for a, a lunch and picked up a, a liter of co- not a liter, whatever the hell it is. A liter of cola. Thought was Coke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it's trash, and everyone in my comments who's defending Coke Zero is also trash. And uh, I, I don't think, I think you should unfollow and block. How about that? I think is that a strong enough stance? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, isn't it funny though? Look at how ext- I'm looking at the comments now, and it's on both sides. One's trash, you know. One's yeah. trash, or the other one's trash. It's like, how about this? Can we reframe our answer and go? I don't like Coke Zero. I prefer Coca Cola. Or vice versa. Yeah. I don't like Coca-Cola. I prefer Diet Coke. Why can't we? Why does the one that I don't like have to be trash? And therefore, anybody who likes it is trash as well. By default. Your mother's ugly. That's what That's what it boils down to. It's like, what the fuck is going on? I don't like it. I, that's it. No. I don't like I it. I know. I, I tried to make like, I don't know. I was trying to make a joke uh, on Twitter. Like, I've, like a zero out of ten experience. I don't know. I thought I was just trying to, you know, it was a it was a funny experience. I thought I got one thing. I didn't get it. And uh, who, who knows? People were all up in arms. Get mad. Co- Listen, Coke Zero, they have a, a very niche audience who go who goes in online. So um, I'm not one of their fans, but they got a, a pretty big bunch of guys. That's for sure. So what's yeah. your favorite soda? If you, if you had to pick a soda, you go in, you're hoping to have lunch. What's the soda of choice? Matt, you first. Um, I don't know. I, uh, that's such a tough question for me. I probably would go with, uh, 
either a regular Coke or even like, I know this is very controversial, but I like Pepsi too. I know people are very like, you either have to like Coke or you have to like Pepsi. God forbid you like both. Yeah, Pepsi for me is exactly Pepsi for me is very nostalgic because at Shea Stadium when I was a kid they only had Pepsi products so it felt like anytime I had a Pepsi it was like it would bring me to like being a young kid at a at a mm. Mets game so like that's why I have that nostalgic love for it but I don't know give me a regular old Coca-Cola I guess Green Bean what's your uh, soda of choice if you had to pick one you want to hear what it is you bunch of animals my favorite soda is Diet Coke. I can't drink regular Coke because it tastes like syrup to me. So there you go. Am I an asshole now? Do I, do, you know, am I fucking, you know, do I need to throw, get thrown off a bridge? It's like, we're I not like friends Diet anymore. It's we're not friends. <laughs> it's yeah, like, hey, it. we didn't beat Ryan up when he told us that Burger King fries were the best. Dude. We're still friends. Not the best. I said better than McDonald's, and that was a mistake. I had them recently. I had to text these guys on the side, like, guys, you know when you're wrong about something? That happened. happened. I was wrong. But you know what doesn't suck? (laughs) Well, hold on. I'll tell you that first off, I really like um Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper would be my my soda. That's a good one too. That's that's my if I had to pick one. Uh, but what doesn't suck is sauce sauce. Sauce sauce is pretty good. Mm. Ooh, Very tasty. Yeah, I'm really I still curious, have to try man. it. Yeah, it's not oh, like yeah. uh it, it it's so they told me it was a combination of barbecue sauce and Asian zing was the uh name. So if you want to make it at home, you can I guess do that. Um Well we gotta I'm support doing, our boy. Get, can oh, we order Yeah, it, I think so. Yeah. I'm going back and forth sauce. doing two drafts right now. I got I just picked up uh Dalvin Cook and Najee Harris. I was at the tail end of go. a I think it's ten person draft. Is that right? I don't love ten person, prefer twelve. Um all right, what we got? We got some guy coming in here says if Zach is healthy, he should play. Versus the Browns, we think. We should win that game because backup quarterback, but are okay with Flacco against the Ravens. Flacco versus Jacoby Brissett are two entirely different quarterbacks. Um, you know, I I have, if you told us we had Jacoby Brissett as our backup, I think he's fine. Um, but I think 14 years of Joe Flacco and understanding who he is, I have a, a relatively... Um, safe expectation for what he is like i like i'm not expecting like anything crazy like jacoby Percet to me he could win that game like mm. it's like i'm not super nervous like flacco there's probably a ceiling on him i don't know matt do you think there's anything weird about saying like oh we should win with zach in against the browns because they have a backup quarterback in but we're sitting here thinking like oh you know i'm not i don't mind having flacco starting um yeah, I mean, I guess I understand where some guy is uh, is coming from here. I just think, like, for where Zach Wilson is currently, for what we saw, him and Joe Flacco probably aren't fa- as far apart as Deshaun Watson and Jacoby Brissett are. So I think that's probably where we're coming from on that one. Greenbean, what about you? What do you think about uh, the whole idea that Zach is playing a backup quarterback week two should win. Yeah. But like we're playing a well, backup I, week one and we think we should win. 
<laughs> yeah, I, it's it's crazy, right? Like there are there are so many like nuances to this thought process. Here's the thing with week one that makes it interesting again is that Joe Flacco has not had the opportunity to play his former team. They kind of unceremoniously just kind of dumped them. They sent them to to Denver, who had a bad team at the time, and then Denver drafts Drew Locke, and everybody was like, oh, you're here to train Drew Locke, and he said, go F yourself, I'm not here to train anybody, and everybody said, boo, Joe Flacco's a grumpy old man, and all that stuff, and now here he is, and this is the first opportunity, so that's kind of the silver lining. Now, the the negative side to that is, I would imagine Harbaugh knows exactly what Joe Flacco doesn't play well against better than anybody, and mm-hmm. so he'll probably, you know, show a bunch of those looks and all that. So it goes both ways, but we might have a guy who's more motivated. Now, that said, you always want your, your starting quarterback to play. Zach Wilson is our future, hopefully. So we want him to play. Now, when you move that whole thought process over to week two, the fact that Jacoby Brissett is a, is a backup quarterback, I mean, he's he's been a starter in the league numerous times. And, dude, they're stacked Cleveland like all all he needs to do is be you know the old term like a game manager all he has to do is limit mistakes and they can beat anybody truth be told man like they have a good defense they have lots of offensive weapons um if you know so Jacoby Brissett yes he's a backup quarterback technically speaking but I don't think it necessarily gives Zach a better option week two than week one it's like it boil it all boils down to like like we're overthinking it right it's just if Zach is truly healthy not like hey looks pretty good looks good feels good like solid yeah let's make sure he can run and cut on that leg like he likes to do and and if he's ready he's our starting quarterback again the only thing that makes it interesting week one is the Flacco Ravens thing for me interesting 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 uh, John Finnegan says, can the Jets have a competent kicker in 2022? I really hope so. Greg the Legs Erline is replacing uh, Pinheiro, who was perfect for us last year. It's always a risky business when you have to uh, try and replace a kicker who played well. Uh, I trust Greg's distance more than I trust Pinheiro's, but the accuracy of Pinheiro... Uh, was always nice to to kind of lean back on. Greenbean, are you confident in our kicking situation, or how are you feeling right now about it? Yeah, well, admittedly, I'm I I was uh, really hoping for the other way. I mean, uh, Pinheiro is going into his third season. You know, he's got a, he's got a good young leg. Clearly, he was very accurate from what we've you know been able to see. Uh, so I thought that was a, a little bit of a head scratcher. Now in camp, Zerline looked good too, and they probably look if if all things are equal, you go with the strong leg, right? But I think I probably would have leaned toward Pinheiro. That all said, um, I mean, it looks good. This would be the third kicker that we've gotten from the Dallas Cowboys scrap heap. So hmm. so far, we got Jason Myers and Nick Folk. Both of them ended up being fantastic kickers for us for extended periods of time. So maybe a third time's a charm and Zerline, Greg the leg is our guy for a few years. That'd be real nice. I'm getting tired of this, you know, kicking, worrying about the kicker. It's nice when you have a kicker that you can trust. Like, you know, from 50 up, he's money. Like, that's what you want. And then 50 and over, you go, okay, he can do it. You know, it's like you want it, you, you want that confidence. So I, I feel pretty good with Zerline. I would have preferred uh, Pinheiro personally. 
Matt, what about you? How do you feel about our kicking situation? I think it's I think it's fine. Um, I wasn't super surprised that Zerloin beat out Pinheiro just based on his you know past history. I know he's not the guy that he necessarily was with the Rams, but I still think he's a solid kicker. He has a really good leg, and like Greenbean was saying, the Jets haven't had a stable kicker uh, probably since Nick Folk. It's been a rotating you know cast of characters here where guys are coming in and out, and I'm just hoping they have a solution for I don't know is. Three years? Too much to ask for? Three years of the same yeah. kicker, I feel like, would be pretty nice. Right? Yeah. Seem like it's been a long time. Max. When's the last time? Nick Folk was probably the last time we had any sort of consistency at kicker, I feel like. Because well, Myers, Myers was only here for it? a year. One year. That's yeah. it? One year? It was yeah. 2017. Huh? Yeah, he crazy. played phenomenally well, went to the Pro Bowl, and then we're like, mm, we could do better. We don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't carry Bednick, actually. Yeah, yeah I can't that. pay him the three million dollars he wants because I got to overpay Tremaine Johnson, who's clearly worth every penny. You know, fucking misguided uh, Winston <laughs> drops in, says Matt Ryan Greenbean predict the Jets' record. Uh, I'm gonna say an optimistic eight and nine. I think anything below a seven and ten season would be disappointing for me. Uh, Greenbean, your thoughts. I'm right there with you. I think, uh, you know, eight wins is not too much to ask. I think seven is the floor. You know, like I can justify, say, okay, it's a nice step up. And like, you know, it all depends on how we're losing games, right? That's the big thing. You know, we really just want a competitive team. We want to believe that this march is actually a march forward, that we're actually able to believe in the staff we have. I mean, shit, Joe Douglas generated – uh, five first-round picks the last two years, and his second-round picks were Elijah Moore and Brees Hall. So that's kind of seven first-round picks. You know, he's done a pretty good job. So we got to now see this team be able to compete on the field. I think eight wins is not too much to ask. I would love, you know, to to see that happen. Maybe some real exciting football and maybe get to nine, ten. That would be really, really fun. Um, but I, I think realistically, eight's not too much to ask, man. I, I, that's what I'm hanging my hat on. Matt, what are you thinking about win-wise? Yeah, I'm going to make it three for three. I've been saying eight and nine for a while now. I think seven or eight is probably where they end up. Um, and I like to lean more on the optimistic side here. Um, I think if you know everything fails, maybe it's a five-win year. Um, I, anything under that like if they repeat as a four and 13 team, I think that's a unmitigated disaster. And if they give you anything more than eight wins, that's great to me. Um, it, it's not impossible, obviously, but I, I think that would be, you know, everything breaking right for them to get to that nine, 10 win mark. I win Jets fan. What's up, dude? Uh, he says, can we stop being old ladies clutching their pearls and anxiety? If the knee is good, Zach should play. Flacco won't be the next test of Verde. I don't think anyone's predicting Flacco to be the next test of Verde, but I do think <laughs> because of the hiccups. You haven't read my the- comment section. You're right. Oh, I, don't say, I don't know, Ryan. <laughs> dude, clearly I am just missing the boat on this one. I do want Flacco to start week one just because I don't want to rush Zach back. If Zach gets hurt, like one of our commenters said earlier, that is more of an issue than him missing the first week, in my opinion. I, I wouldn't start him till he's 100%. Uh, and Flacco getting uh, some of the lumps against a, a pretty decent defense while our offensive line gels is kind of okay with me. But hey, if he's healthy and good to go, 
Who am I to say we can't uh, can't start the guy? Uh, Green Bean, you clutching your pearls over there? Of course, I'm an old sea hag. So why wouldn't I clutch my pearls? That's who I am. Uh, Speaking you know, of clutching your pearls, Manscaped, the best in below the waist green wing technology. Yeah. <laughs> right, clutching those got, pearls. So, there it is. I don't want to give too much information here, but someone on this panel might have used their lawnmower 4.0 to just hit ooh, earlier today. <laughs> there it is. Do Some with that information to, uh, as you will. So <laughs> I haven't used these yeah, well, yet. The crop mop, that's one that... Uh, Looked interesting. Ball button body wipes. Hell yeah. Crop Maybe mops. Shay will get to use them. <laughs> I clean, yeah, clean some, some diaper butts <laughs> with the Manscaped stuff. Ugh. Right. You got to report back. Maybe there's dual purpose. That's the greatest thing when you right? can use things from more than one, you know, one. It'll it'll be like babyscaped. Application. Yeah. So you know what? I think Iowan is is definitely responding to a large sentiment. And, and look, I... I think uh, Iowan, I don't know how how uh, self like how aware of the Jets you were in 1998, but let me let me remind everybody. I was there. I was passionate. I worked at AT and T. I was like a an, an adult, right? So I remember these years when Vinny Testaverde came in. Most Jets fans thought the season was over. We thought the Parcel the Parcells era was going to be. Uh, in the toilet, like Vinny Testaverde was a disappointment. You know, he threw too many pick sixes. It seemed like, oh my God, this is what we're down to. Vinny frigging Testaverde. Nobody thought that he was going to come in and have that revitalization of his career. He had that just miracle career. I mean, you know, that that year in particular. So who's to say what Joe Flacco is? He's been here two years. Don't forget that. He was here last year, so he knows the system. So, you know what, Iowa? I'm going to go exactly contrary to your point and say Joe Flacco is Vinny Testaverde. And I can't wait to see it. There you go, you bastard from <laughs> Iowa. Brian Dolan, our buddy from Jet Nation, says the biggest problem, or the Jets' biggest problem, is that Zach Wilson is a better looking Sam Darnold. Uh, I, How do you I know really, that? I, come I, on. We're only so one stupid. season in. Give him, give him three years before we uh, we start claiming he's Sam Darnold. Give, give him a, give him a chance. Come on, he is better looking though. I'll give him that. Yeah, well, I mean that's a that's pretty telling, Brian. It's good to see you, by the way. I haven't I haven't seen you uh, in a little while, and I used to see you all the time. It's nice to see you. But uh, who's to say that Zach Wilson is better? I prefer uh, I prefer Sam. I think Sam's better looking. So now what? Now what do we got? Now where are we? <laughs> I love it. Uh, Matt, you think he's a, a better looking Sam Darnold? Yeah, Mike White should start too. There it is. <laughs> yep. The plot twist. I agree. Agree. I Mike F disagree with you guys entirely. Um, who we got next? Scuttlebutt. Scuttlebutt says if the Jets go 5 and 12. Do you want to blow it up again? Absolutely not. Uh, but it also depends how that five and twelve happens. If it's like, yo, you're getting your, you know, you know what? Ah. If you're getting kicked down constantly, and it's five and twelve that way, okay, there's got to be like, like someone's got to fall on the sword. And you know, for me, it would be Ulbrich, but um, I think you probably have some uh, 
some more things going on that are a little more more pressing. Um, I don't know. Do you want to blow it up, Green Bean, if we go 5-12? and 12? Uh, no, I mean, well, look, here's, here's what I would say. If we like, like Matt said, like four and four and 13, five and 12, right? If we're doing that, something's really wrong, but I'm going to find it hard to believe that it's the guy who generated seven first round picks for this coach in two years. Like name me the head coaches in their first two years had five first round picks and Brees Hall and Elijah Moore in the second round. Just, I mean, I think Joe Douglas is doing his job. Now, Joe Douglas picked Robert Sala, so you can, you, you know, there's a little bit of mud in the water here. But at the same time, it's like, you know, look, if Robert Sala can't figure out how to coach himself out of a paper bag with all of this talent that's now on the team <laughs> and at least be competitive, then there's something to look at there. That said, he got a five-year contract, man. I don't think that the, the Woody Johnsons, I have any interest in blowing this up. I think this is going to be our this is going to be our lot for the next three years. Like last year, three more minimum. That's what I think. Three more meaning this year plus one more, or this year plus two. Yeah, more? I'm saying like four. Like I would. I'm saying like I know. Sorry four. about that. So I'll, like a full four years. They might, mm-hmm. you know, cut them one year early. But uh, and I think Joe Douglas should stay. Period. That's what I think. Clearly, he knows what he's doing. I mean, you might not like one thing. I do not agree with everything he's done. I thought the cuts were a little bit odd. You know, I, I don't love everything, man. I need I need to make that clear. But clearly he knows what he's doing. My concern is the coaching staff. It's not the talent on the team. I think we have more than enough talent to be competitive. If we can't be and we end up being 4-12, and 12, I mean, obviously we're going to need to see why that is. But no matter what it is, there's something going on with the coaching staff. If it's Ulbricht and he, you know, we're getting beat 44 to 35 each week, uh, that's that's telling. If we can't score any points and we're losing six to three each week, you know what I mean? Like, so it all depends. But at the same time, I just I don't think uh, I don't think they're firing anybody, man. I mean, maybe in a, like a, a coordinator, but as far as Joe Douglas and uh, Robert Sala, nobody's getting fired. And I'm a firm believer that Joe Douglas should be here for the rest of his life. All right, Matt, I got a question for you. I'm on the clock right now. Jerry Judy, uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Darnell Mooney, Gabe Davis. See, I like Amon Ross, St. Brown, but like part of my decision-making going into drafting wide receivers is who their quarterback is. So I feel mm-hmm. like I would lean towards Gabe Davis or Jerry Judy. If you're a Judy believer, I'd probably go with him. All right, let's go with a little bit of Judy. And then, okay, so I got the, here's what my team's looking like right now. I got Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris, Terry McLaurin, Jerry, Judy, Kyle Pitts. So I need a third wide receiver plus a flex. Or do I go with my quarterback here? Because Patrick Mahomes is here, Lamar's here, Kyler's here still. Or do I hold off a little bit longer, you think? You're saying for drafting a quarterback? Should I draft a quarterback or should I go another receiver? Should I go Gabe Davis as my other one? Just go Jerry Judy, Gabe Davis. Uh, yeah, you could do something like that. I always like to wait on quarterback. That's my own personal strategy, yeah. though, because I think the value there is better than waiting on wide receiver or running back. Yeah, agreed. Dude, you got to go. You got to get tight ends. That's all I know. I already got my tight end. I got Pitts. Uh, we're going to ah. do a little Gabe Davis. Well done, sir. Well done. We'll, we'll do that. And now I'm on the clock over here. Damn, man, I'm all over the place right now. 
This is what happens when you got two drafts going. Uh, Euphoria drops in, says, It's Jets week, lads. Let's surprise the NFL this Sunday. Jet the F up. Dude, if we could somehow capture a victory, I would lose my marbles, especially if uh, Zach winds up starting. Um, Knobcraft says, Sam Darnold looks like a Lego man. Sam Darnold looks like a thumb. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit like a thumb. Um, all right. What else we got in here? Nose kills. Nosekill says, a dime store genie granted us all two very modest wishes for next Sunday. I wished for zero Jets three and outs and a Clemens sack. How about you guys? Ooh, this is interesting. Hmm. A very modest genie. <laughs> no three and outs would be fantastic. Why modest? That would be. Oh, because two. Or, or two is it life. like one of those like... You know, it's the genie, you make a wish, but it's one of those, like, it's like making a deal with the devil and it's something else that happens. So, like, you get zero three and outs, but it's because you get interceptions and fumbles all the time. Or you get four and out. Right, right. (laughs) Like, you you still may not score any points. And then Clemens, like, sacks Zach Wilson or something like that. (laughs) Something stupid along those lines. Um, Can we not wish for the, can we not wish for a win? Is that, like, against the rules? Because that's the first thing I'm rooting for. Yeah, that's where my mind went, too. I want to win, be, right? and I want the entire Jets team to come up to the hangar and hug us and congratulate us and tell us that it was if it wasn't for you, we couldn't have possibly won this game. We all got our cameras on, so we got the best content ever. You know what I mean? That's what I wish after the win. Right, there Matt? we go. Agreed. Matt, what do you what do you want if you're if you're rubbing a genie? Well, not a genie, rubbing the lamp so the genie comes out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Hold out, on, let me get. Stop rubbing. <laughs> hello (laughs) oh Oh, god i'm gonna get demonetized um there we go yeah i'm gonna say Brees hall because i think i'm gonna assume that wishing for a win is out of the picture because i feel like that's too easy so i'm gonna wish for things that probably result in wins which would be Reese Hall over 100 rushing yards because I think that means the Jets are hogging the ball and winning time of mm. possession. And I will also wish for a Sauce Gardner pick six. Ooh, oh, that would be a good one. Yeah, yeah I want I want to see good. a few sacks. I want to see Lamar Jackson like get hit so hard he like doesn't run. <laughs> he decides like, okay, maybe I will try to throw it. I'm trying to get a contract here. I don't want to like put my body on the line. That's what I want to see happen. I don't care who does it. I hope everyone hits him. Uh, Brian Dolan drops in again. Brian says, LaFleur's O worked well last year with three quarterbacks not named Zach. But yeah, Ulbrich is shaky. Better positional coach than defensive coordinator. Good to see you too, Green Bean. Uh, Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like I'm so confident in our offense that, or at least our offensive coordinator, because we got to see uh joe flacco do well we got to see mike white do well we got to see josh johnson do well we got to see uh kenny pickett do well in just a week of practice like all the guys at the senior bowl did well with our offense as well so zach not being able to perform well is a little bit of a a concern to some extent now i'm just hoping like tennessee tampa bay philadelphia tampa bay was the best game pretty good i think tampa bay was our best game i really or zach's best game like as much as like it was fun to watch, you know, the Tennessee game and all that, I felt like the 
the growth he had throughout the season, Tampa Bay was the most impressive for me, even in a loss. Yeah, I liked the Houston game. That was a good one for me. Mm-hmm. I thought Zach, he started a little bit slow when he came out. He ended up winning the game. I, that was that was good for me. I, I like that. That was a gritty Zachy one. Proof. Yeah, it was yeah. right. It felt like we earned it. You know what I mean? I like that shit. And then we went and stole uh, Jacob Martin because he was sacking Zach. We went and got him. <laughs> Dude, can we just uh, talk about Ty Johnson for a second? How's yeah, this wait, guy? What, yeah, how do you how make did he team? make it over Zonovan Knight now? What the what hell the is hell's that? happening? What's going on? It Does makes no sense. <laughs> Dude, shocked. Yeah, Absolutely shocked. What did he do, dude? Let me tell you guys something. He's got naked pictures of Robert Sala. That's what it is. The only way. Out of everybody on the offense, he might be the number one player that I don't trust. Like, obviously, when you get to the third, fourth string offensive line, you know, whatever. But, like, as far as the guys who get on the field, he might be the guy that I trust the least. And he's still here. Okay, he made it over P. Ryan, which is stupid. The Eagles went and snatched his ass up quick. And then you get Bam Knight. And it's like, okay, you got to cut somebody. Why Bam Knight over Ty? I don't understand it. Somebody needs to tell me. What is, I don't know what it is. I'm lost. It doesn't make any sense to me. It just felt like the guy couldn't catch a cold. And then, like, he, he's not very good at blitz pickup either. So it just seems like it's Sucks. a whole cluster of uh, – chaos yeah that jacob martin sack that jacob martin sack if you ever go back and watch it he literally like he beats fant that was the one sack that i think fant gave up but he beats fant quick and ty johnson is there for a square hit and he quite literally runs him over ty it's as if ty johnson is an eight-year-old kid with a sign that says, please don't hit me. Like, that's what he's like, boom, just right over him. And he sacked Zach. And it was just, it's like, I don't know. He doesn't do anything in pass protection, man. It's terrifying. So uh, guys in the chat, we have about 600 people in here. If you can hit that like button, goes a long way. Uh, And anyone who's a member of the channel, this is all members now, not just the first class and frequent flyer. I got two spots left in the jets talk fantasy football league and i just dropped the link on my channel page uh so if you go over there anyone who is a member you know that's the economy class as well head over there two spots left first two people uh in get to uh participate so there you go uh the jet show comes in and says jets 24 ravens 17 we are here if the jets can hold the ravens to 17 i think the jets can win I think that's yeah. the uh, that's the magic number. Not even just the magic number. I think if the Jets can hold the Ravens to like 24 points, the Jets could come out with a victory. If they start scoring more than that, then I think there's no way the Jets win. Matt, what are your thoughts on the uh, the score prediction here? And is this uh, realistic? Ooh, it sounds like we got um, both our... I think we got both our guys. Oh, sorry, go on. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. No, I was... <laughs> um, I think if the Jets were to win this game, I think it's going to have to be a low-scoring game. Um, I don't think I like the Jets' chances, especially if it's Joe Flacco. If it turns into a shootout kind of game, I think it's going to have to be a defense, grind it out, low-scoring, hog the ball, ugly kind of 17-16 kind of win here. So if, if you're holding Ravens under 20, I'll say you probably have a pretty good shot. Yeah. 
It's got to be ball control. Yeah, I mean, I think the game plan should quite literally be little fives, little eight-yard chunks, tight ends, running backs. You know, if they come up in the box, you know, to stop, and they're crowding that area, then you send some Elijah Moore action, some Garrett Wilson to slice them open. But I think, man, it's about ball control. It's about keeping Lamar Jackson off of the field and keeping your defense in top form, like so they're well-rested for every drive. We can't be doing a bunch of three and outs and giving our defense, uh, you know, the, uh, the uh, you know, require them to have to stop Lamar Jackson, you know, every five minutes. Like, we can't do that. Ball control, in my opinion, is the name of the game. Keep them off the field. I love it. Uh, boys and girls, we got our 12 players in the Jets Talk Fantasy Football League. Uh, so it was me and my brother because I had to troubleshoot this. I wasn't sure what I was doing. <laughs> I've never <laughs> used Sleeper before, so I was like, all right, let me let me throw this in. Uh, <laughs> we got, uh, I guess, should I read the names of the people or should I read the ats of the people? I guess I'll read the name. Team names are pretty funny. Uh, the McCaffrey, Americans, uh, Mutt Viles, Landon Hahn, <laughs> Nobs Slobs, Curdy, Mouth for War, Team Gotham City Spark, Buckets, Team D McManus, and Team Jets Chaos. We got Jeremy in the league. Who's that? There he is. Yeah, that yeah. guy. Who? We know that guy. Gonna be fun. <laughs> Top three positions are gonna wind up winning. If you guys want to get involved in the, uh, I have a NFL Pick'em that's also going on. That one's totally free. That's open up to anyone. Uh, if you guys want to do that down below in the description. Just click on the QR link down below. Uh, I think I included it in there. Uh, Benji. Benji says, what does Benji say? Benji says, looks like MetLife isn't sold out. We uh, Were we consistently sold out throughout the 2000s? I don't recall. I think we were sold out throughout the, at least until MetLife was built. Then with the PSLs, I'm not so sure that remained the case. Uh, Greenby, do you have any knowledge as to like how the Jets ticket sales were when they first built the stadium? Um, I mean, it was, it was very, very different. Well, you mean MetLife? I'm, I'm really not up on the MetLife stuff. I can tell you all kinds of shit about Giant Stadium. <laughs> not that much that's going to help you. <laughs> but I got, I got that on lock. Met, I've only been to four games in MetLife. You know, this will be the fifth. Mm. So I don't really know too much. We're going to pack it out. It's yeah, going to happen. Gonna pack out the AC unit. Uh, well, I'll tell Edward you what, Brian. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, uh, we had the Jets fan fund, you know, the Green mm -hmm. Beans wayward fan. We got uh, five at five people who've never been to a Jets home game from around the country are Hell now yeah. coming to the stadium for their That's first ever home game because of the fund. I want to thank everybody. So we, hey, we got five more. So we're five closer to packing it, Ryan. We'll love get it. There. Absolutely love it. Uh, Edward Ziff. Jumps in and says, rub the genie, get more wishes. <laughs> uh, Brian says, is Ty Johnson primary gunner or something? I don't know. Is he playing on special teams right now? I haven't really paid much attention to him outside of like being frustrated that he's running the ball. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe Boyer needs him. But Bam had special teams. Well, he's the returner, right? So if they already like their mm -hmm. return guys, but they they cut Tevin Coleman too, and he was returning for on, on kick true. return on kickoff anyway. 
Kevin says, know, do you maybe. think Knight is a stealthy waiver practice squad ad? Yeah, he's on. The, he made the practice squad. He's on it. Yeah, he's back. He's back. He's back. You know, and let me let me say this. Maybe just maybe they felt like if they cut him, Bam Knight, that is, during the waiver wire frenzy, that they were more likely to use him. I'm sorry, lose mm-hmm. him rather than waiting a week, like they were always going to bring Connor McDermott back. And that's one of the Mm -hmm. things I'm pondering. Maybe they just didn't want to expose him during, you know, when everybody had their knives and forks out and he they calmed it down, let everybody fill their spots. And then they put him on. That's what I said earlier. earlier. Yeah. Tigo was talking about it last night. He's just like, yo, this is, yeah. He's like, this is what I think was going on. He's like, I called that bam night would be cut and they would bring back McDermott. But then Bam Knight would get back onto the practice squad because the teams have already figured out their roster depth and they're not going to just add another running back so close to the start of the season. Um, It's an interesting thought. I think it's probably right. And it's a stealthy move by Joe Douglas if that's the way he kind of worked it out. Um, Joe S. comes in and says, JD got too cute with the bottom of the roster cuts. I don't know. (sighs) Did they wind up cutting? They cut Curry, I think, right? Is that what wound up happening? IR. IR. Yeah, shocker. Yeah. Yeah. Was he on IR all yeah. last year too? Like is he I was shocked he even like came back to play. Right. Yeah. So uh, but you know it's a good point. I mean, honestly, uh I feel similarly. I think well, look, here's here's the silver lining. Like every year, us Jets fans, like on this level, like the people who are you know, ridiculous and watching YouTube videos and, and tweeting, you know, tweeting and like, we're nuts. Like we're paying attention much more than the casual fan. And most fans are casual fans. So we argue about this stuff every year. Oh my God, this guy should have been. Ca-. The truth is, is that most of the players that we've cut have gone out, you know, and they've not done anything. I mean, there's like one every now and again. So like, it doesn't really matter in most cases. Now that said, I, I, I did think that like cutting Pinnock and, um, and, uh, Michael, you know how I feel about P Ryan, but it's like, you know, there were a few guys I thought like, Hmm, I think they wanted to keep him. So I think that there is an argument to think that they got too cute, uh, for lack of a better term. But, uh, I think when it boils down, it never really amounts to anything guys. Like 99 out of 100 times, it just doesn't mean anything. Yep. Elijah Moore is still available in this league, and I'm hoping he makes it five more picks back to me. <laughs> I would like to have a Jet on this team. Um, I lost Elijah Moore one pick before mine, too. Of one course. Pick. Such a kick in the nuts. Uh, Mutt Files comes in and says, bold take Lamar Jackson under 200 all-purpose yards. Ooh. Are you talking about the first half? Because that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, J.E. Allen says, why a low-scoring win for the Jets, Matt? Rationale, please. I think the only way the Jets win is if it's low-scoring. That's kind of my my thought process. I don't know if we're going to beat yeah. the Ravens in a shootout. Is that kind of where you're going? Correct. Correct. Do you think a 38-year-old Joe Flacco is going tit-for-tat with Lamar Jackson moving the ball up and down the field? I, I personally don't. I think they're, like I said, I think more likely than not, if you're going to win this game, it's going to have to be because one, you win the turnover battle, and number two, you win the time of possession, which is running a lot with Brees Hall and Michael Carter. And if that's the case, the likelihood of scoring a bunch of points is probably pretty low. Greenbean, you think this is going to be a low-scoring game, or you think the Jets are going to duke it out in a shootout? 
Well, I'm predicting 28-27, but I do agree with Matt. It's like, you know, we we can't get into a shootout. Like that's not what we you know, we're uh, we're in a we're in a bad position if we if we have to do that with these guys. You know, that all said, don't forget Joe Flacco came in a couple times and he threw for 300 like it was nothing. Remember the whole Sam Darnold, he couldn't get over 200 yards. We thought, oh, he's got no line, he's got no talent, he's got. And then Flacco comes in, he throws for 320, first game and two, three touchdowns. So Joe Flacco has that ability to you know to to kind of put on a display. And we have talent, Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Braxton Berrios. We have the tight ends. We have the running backs. So there's a lot there, but I still think the Jets game plan should not be bomb after, but like we shouldn't be doing that. We should be five, seven, eight yard chunks and slowly and methodically march down the field, wear their defense down and keep our defense fresh. Keep Lamar Jackson off the field. If it ends up being a shootout, I have to say that we're at a disadvantage. Uh, all right, I got two picks back to back right now. Uh, I'm gonna take Dak Prescott as my quarterback at this point, and I'm gonna get bad. me some Elijah Moore, taking him second because it makes it look even crazier that I got him around later because I'm at the end of the, the round. Love there. it. So now my team looks like Dak Prescott, Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris, Terry McLaurin, Jerry Judy, Gabe Davis, Kyle Pitts, J.K. Dobbins. Hunter Renfro, Elijah Moore. 10-man league. I like it. I Not like too it shabby. Take that. Um, at least now I can start to like not look so much over there. Uh, Andrew Yale says, my fantasy football team name, Gangrene Puffers. <laughs> mm. uh, guys, put your favorite fantasy football team name in the, uh, in the chat. Start it with FF and then a dash, so that way we can clearly see it uh, in the chat. FF dash, and then your team name. I think this is gonna be kind of fun to see this. Uh, who else we got? I think Mutt Viles just dropped in. Yeah, what's going on, Mutt Viles? He says, the Lamar take is the whole game. He's got no receivers, and I believe the front seven will hold Lamar in the run game, plus Clemens will eat Lamar alive, 1-0. So Tigo was also kind of saying that he doesn't see how the Jets can lose against the Ravens just because you lock down Mark Andrews and you lock up Lamar Jackson. And I told him, I was like, you, but you got to lock oh, up Lamar it. Jackson. Like, that's the, yeah. <laughs> that's the yeah, whole part. Right. It's a video game character. <laughs> yeah, um, good plan. I like but, it. Yeah, it, I mean, I guess outside of that, if you're not afraid of Lamar's arm and you lock down Mark Andrews, then maybe there's a rationale to say, hey, this offense may not go anywhere because he may be without J.K. Dobbins. He may be without Gus Edwards. The left side of the offensive line is a little suspect. Defensively, they're coming back, but they are they're, they were the only team that was like hurt just as much as the Jets last year. They got so much talent back. And I'm a Lamar Jackson believer. I think this dude's going to ball out looking for his uh, his contract for next year. Matt, your thoughts? I think the Ravens are going to be very, very good this year. Um, spoiler, I have them coming out of the AFC, actually. Um, I think they upset Buffalo and Kansas City and uh, the Chargers along the way, uh, teams like that. But 
it's just like I understand where he's coming from or where everyone's coming from and saying you just have to stop Lamar and Mark Andrews, but that that's so much easier said than done. The Jets mm-hmm. really struggle at stopping tight ends, and Jordan Whitehead and Quan Alexander should help mitigate that a little bit. But those are my two key factors for the Jets this week is I think those two guys have to play out of their minds in order to keep this one close uh, because they're both probably the ones who I trust the most uh, in, in terms of uh, containing Lamar Jackson down around the line of scrimmage and then also covering the tight end. Um, I, I don't really know if their free safety is going to be able to do it. I definitely don't think any other linebacker, CJ Mosley or Quincy Williams is going to be able to do it. Um, so I, I think it comes down to those two guys on the defense this week. Greenbean, what about you? What do you think? Uh, can we hold Lamar in the run game? He's got no receivers. Do you think the front seven wins? What do you think about my Viles comment here? Yeah, well, that's it's like, look, uh, you know, that's the whole problem with Lamar Jackson is every team knows, Hey man, if we just take this guy, you know, out of the game, so to speak, you know, mitigate what he can do. Uh, But that's not, that's not that easy to do. That's the problem. That's why he was league MVP and, and all those things, you know, that's why he is who he is. Now he was injured last year. So, you know, we don't know how well he's going to come back. Like we don't know. There could be some rust there could be you know anything the team might not be gelling they're adding some rookies who knows it's it's week one but i think the jets we you know it's a shame that dj reed isn't playing it looks like i mean maybe he does but it's a shame because you know as much as i like bryce hall i really wanted to see sauce gardner and dj reed be able to kind of take the wide receivers away and then the rest of our team, in, in, in many respects, can focus on the running backs, the tight ends, because that's what Baltimore does so effectively. I mean, they have so many stud tight ends. They have you know, a bunch, you know, a whole stable of good running backs and Lamar Jackson. So I think if you trust Sauce Gardner and Bryce Hall, if that's what it is, to kind of, you know, hey, go out there and just take those guys away. We have work to do up here, so to speak. If we can do something like that, we have a shot at this. Um, you know, you know, if our defensive line frazzles them, like if they're dominating the offensive line and we're getting, you know, Lamar Jackson kind of, you know, thinking about running really quick and we can contain him, so to speak, I think we got to, that's going to be a really good thing if we can pull that off. But again, man, it's going to be hard. I think the, I really still think the, the, the path to victory is about keeping that guy off the field. You know, time of possession. That's the key. Brian says Flacco is a steely-eyed missile man. Yes. Cool. Yes, he is. I'm getting into some of the <laughs> uh, the fantasy football names. Cougar Hunter, Mr. Matt O'Leary. Oh, yeah. There it is. My name is... Did you know you can't... When you do the abbreviation on ESPN and you can get four letters, it's usually the first four of your last name. Uh, well, I tried to make mine M-I-L-F didn't work <laughs> they were ah. like you can't do that then they're then i was like m lowercase l uppercase l f didn't work then i was like m exclamation point l f didn't work i was like you've got to be kidding me so no no fun uh my team name what is my team name zach wilson's mom's friend i think is is one of my team names uh and then i have man i love football is my other one. Oh, that's a good one Right. 
uh, Book of the More Moms <laughs> says Dark Soldier. Uh, Drippy Douglas says Into oh, Chub. <laughs> Fiber says Riley soldier. Reed Option. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> that's a really good one. I like that. I'm going to steal that in some at some point. Uh, Zach Milfson, Cougar Hunter. Pits and Tits says Silas Jones. <laughs> Throwing moms and banging moms like the uh, barstool shirt. How I commit your mother. Ooh, okay. Washington foreskins. <laughs> <laughs> Milf hunters. Ricky Williams piss test. I used that's to do uh, toss my salad. That was always a good. Oh, one for that's me. good too. Right. <laughs> I shouldn't say always. I did it last year. Toss my salad. I did show me. Uh, Show me your TDs. That was a good one. Mine is E.T. Phone Mahomes. That's a good one. Milf Hunters and Sleep Deprived Papa. <laughs> it says Tigo. Uh, Knob Craft says, beating up on Lamar is key. Getting him shook. Send Clemens. Love it. Football's deep. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, you guys uh, are good, man. There's a lot of creative creativity. people out there. I'm impressed. Yeah, it's good. I've seen this. I'm in a few leagues with my ball, Zach Ertz. It's always a good uh, one. Uh, took me a second. Dak to the it. future. Brees' pieces. Aha, this is a good one. All gas like to no break. That's Ooh, really cool. Awesome. That, that's, that's clever. I like it. That's They're a good, good. one. Reese's Pieces is good, too. That's pretty good, man. I like that. Urban Myers Marriage uh, Council. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, this is a good one. How Zach Met Your Mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wow. a good one. Oh, that's really good. The Breasty Boys. Philadelphia Neander Neanderthals. There's some really good ones in here. Oh God, I'm just gonna see if there's any other ones that like jump off. Dak Street Boys is a good one. <laughs> Rectual healing. <laughs> That's great too. Oh God, there's so many good ones. People are so much more clever than I am. I know, right? It's like, you know, every I can't. You know what? My my team is the Puddin' Pops. That's all I could come up with. I got oh, no, Puddin I'm over Pops. here. Damn it. Puddin' Pops. Did you miss your pick? I almost did. I got Cordero Patterson, <laughs> which I'm not entirely thrilled with, but uh, let's see. Bam. All right. Throw myself a little backup quarterback action there, too. Um. All right, let's... Let's steer the ship back on track here. Getting a little sidetracked. <sighs> How Zach Met Your Mother is such a great name. That is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Where's all these chats? Where was I? Sorry. Uh, main Jets fan. Could Zach hold up in a shootout if the defense is going all out? I think, I mean... <sighs> I don't know. Baltimore's defense is scary good. I re I think they're so much better than they were last year just from getting the guys back. Like that back end with Hamilton and Williams and getting mm -hmm. back um, 
Marcus Peters. What was it Humphrey on the other side? That's a that's a scary secondary for a young quarterback. Matt, you think Zach could win in a shootout? I think he has a hell of a lot better chance than Joe does. Um, I think the big play ability um, that we've seen from Zach, like the throw where he rolls out and points Corey Davis to the end zone and throws the ball. We're not seeing Joe Flacco do that at this point in his career. Um, Mm. He's going to manage the game, which is fine. That's probably what you want from your backup quarterback and your veteran. But um, Zach is more boom or bust. So you're going to have big plays. You're going to have mental mistakes. That's how it is with a lot of these young quarterbacks. I think he would do better in a shootout than Joe. Green Bean, what about you? You think uh, our young signal caller, Zach Wilson, would do better in a shootout? I do. I think so. And again, I, I just want to maintain, you know, I believe that Joe Flacco would be uh, highly motivated for this game. And I think that this particular game, he might be able to, to do that as well. You know, Joe Flacco throwing for 300 yards isn't really a thing. But I, I do think that if we're getting into a shootout, I, I'd rather have Zach in there. Hennessy Heisman says, fellas, see you in the hangar week one. Can't wait. I'll have my LT. They say it can't be done. They say we have no chance. Jersey on. Uh, ooh, what jerseys are you guys going to be wearing to the game? Where are you going to be wearing jerseys? I don't know yet. Um, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm, I haven't decided. What are you wearing? You wearing sauce? I think I'm going to wear my sauce jersey. There you go. I think I got. It. I'm, I'm like way too giddy about it. I'll do. I'll go to sauce jersey. And I'll do the pilot hat. That's what we'll do. Give a little. I might wear. Yeah, you go. I like the pilot hat. That's a good idea. Hopefully, it's not too hot for you, though. You got to carry <laughs> it. It's, it's going to be like 95 yeah. degrees or something stupid like that. <laughs> Is it? Well, no, I have no yeah, idea. I haven't looked well, at the weather. Well, we have the, the hangar is going to be air conditioned. I mean, we'll be outside, but I think the inside, if you get too hot, you know. But uh, I don't I know. know I, the I, day. Yeah, I have 80 on Yeah, I was going to say. I haven't uh, worn. Go on. I'm sorry. Mine says partly sunny, but that's. That's where I'm at. I'm a little bit further away. But yeah, what's the difference between partly sunny and partly cloudy? Like, where's that threshold? How do they draw the line? Are they like, hmm? It's like the half glass full or half empty. That's right, Matt. I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) Mine says partly sunny, so we're going to win. That's perfect. I'm rolling with that, sticking with it. I might Uh, wear, I haven't worn my Mo Lewis jersey to a game. so maybe it can bring, you know, last year I wore my gas to know it. Not good luck. That was terrible. <laughs> so it's not bad luck. It it's yeah, just it didn't help. No, it definitely didn't help. Uh, Johnny P says Lamar is a declining player. His stats drop each year and not a single wide receiver on Baltimore would start on the Jets. We lose a shootout question mark. Dude, I just I think Lamar is such a video game character. I I like won't want to bet against him. And I I kind of throw last year out because of all the injuries across the board. He was on what his fourth string running back, and like so one of the arguments Tigo was making last night was saying that the there's no wide receivers that want to go play with Lamar. Like Brown tried to dip out of there last year, and they traded him this year. Like, do you think there's something to it? Is there a reason why receivers aren't signing with the uh, the Ravens? Matt, I'll throw that one to you first. 
they just play a different style. Like to me, it doesn't really matter that their wide receiver room isn't that great. And Rashad Bateman's better than Corey Davis, by the way. So that's one who yeah. would start. Um, but it, it doesn't matter. They are so good at running the ball, and Mark Andrews is really good. And Isaiah likely is probably going to be pretty good receiving tight end too. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So they might very well be a twelve personnel team, just like the Jets are. So, um. I don't I mean obviously his MVP year was his his best year by far, but the guy is twenty-five years old. I don't say how we could possibly say a twenty-five year old is a declining player. That's crazy to me. I do like they have a stacked tight end room. Like after Mark Andrews, Isaiah Likely, and then they got Charlie Kolar. Big Charlie Kolar guy. That was my uh, my late round tight end. Hopefully. Oh yeah. I forgot they took Charlie Kolar too. That's really yeah, good. Nice room. Right, dude. They had six fourth round picks, That's and insane. they stocked up. Yeah, man. They got every one of them. I liked. I liked every single fourth round pick that they grabbed. I liked their first round picks too, Linderbaum and Hamilton. I thought they crushed it. They crushed it. But the thing is, with Lamar Jackson, I mean, technically speaking, he's right. You know, if you look at his numbers, they go down every single year. And then last year, he got hurt, which is the great fear. When mm -hmm. you have a running quarterback, I think that's probably, you know, that's a lot of what's going on with the contract thing. It's like he wants to obviously be the man. Right. And I think mm -hmm. he's, he's earned that. But from the Ravens perspective, maybe they're thinking like, dude, your numbers have gone down every year and you got hurt last year. So we don't even know what you're going to be anymore. Now, that said, I mean, he's his, his numbers came down from MVP. So it's hard to maintain that. It's like it's obviously going to decline after mm -hmm. an MVP season. I mean, most of the time, right? So I think it's skewed, but technically he's not wrong, but I wouldn't count him out, bro. Yeah, Frankie says QBR for Lamar Jackson in the last three years, 83, 67.3, 50.7. I, I think he's somewhere between the 83 and the 67.3. I think the 50.7 is a little bit more of a, you know, not a true litmus test for him uh with the the injury and all the stuff going on last year i think i'd i wouldn't bet that he's going to be closer to that 50 number i think he's gonna be closer to the other two uh frankie paul also points out kolar is injured and not playing uh yeah i'm not super concerned about him anyway this year but i mean like overall i like that tight end room uh talking jets with tigo what's up dude he says which player do you think blows up onto the scene in a big way this year and why is it elijah moore uh, yeah, Elijah Moore is going to be the, the <laughs> favorite great. for everyone <laughs> to I like, like really pop off. I think well it's absolutely going to be the uh, the thought process there. I don't know if I want a player to pop off. It, I want it to be Carl Lawson, like in the worst way, dude. I want like fourteen sacks, like one of him or Quinnen. I want someone on the D line to just absolutely manhandle people and like bury them six feet deep. Uh, Green Bean, do you have a player you think is going to pop off? Yeah, well, I actually agree with Tigo. That's why it, that was good comedy, Tigo. I liked how you laid that out. I'm impressed. I approve. But what made it even funnier for me is that when I saw the first half of the question, I was thinking Elijah Moore. So I, I really do think that uh, Elijah Moore showed us last year, like it took him a minute to get settled, but he had that stretch where he was a top five receiver in the league. And if you have a guy like that, that all you got to do is get him the ball, get the ball in his hands. He's really, he's, he's a surgical route runner. 
If he can get open, he's get him the ball like with a little 10-yard pass and be excuse me, and and to have a guy who can take that 10 yards and make it a 35 yarder, make it a, you know, a, you know, a, you know, all the way to the house. That's the kind of thing that I think the Jets have been missing. And to have guys like Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Berrios, the tight ends and the running backs behind that, I think is what will enable Elijah Moore to get single coverage and to be able to beat his man. And that's what I'm really hoping for uh, this week. Again, like I said, I, I really want ball control at the same time, man. I would like to see Elijah Moore show the NFL this week what he's made of. And I think he's the guy most primed uh, for it to pop off. And I wouldn't use that term without being led there, but I'll use it for this. I think Elijah Moore is going to pop off. Uh, I got to find a defense now. Is there a defense you guys are consistently finding yourself going with? I went with the Niners. Um, look at their first. Look at their first two opponents. That's what I did. What round are you I, in? Uh, fourteen. So I got four picks left. Okay. Yeah, I. And I, I think this is usually of, something I wait on, but. Yeah, well, I'm kind of at the the tail end, so I'd rather get, grab a mm -hmm. good one. I'm pretty happy with the rest of my. I'm leaning like I like the Chargers because I like Khalil Mack and Bosa. That's a nice. But then deal. I also, yeah, I can't go. Ah, you know what, Green Bean, screw it. Let's go 49ers. Yeah. Why not? Trust the old beanbag. That's right, because I don't know shit. I'm I'm riding on <laughs> beginner luck, bro. Hey, I got the first pick in the draft. I'm like, hey, man, I'm in. Let's ride this beginner luck wave. I'm gonna steal everybody's cash. So Jay is a uh, a Ravens fan, or maybe Jay is just a a person, a Jet fan that lives in Baltimore. I'm not sure. He says Greg Roman is a bad OC. They hate him here in Baltimore. Okay, so he sounds like a Jet fan. Stupid. He's just in Baltimore. Um, Pablo says Lamar can't afford to play with Quincy Williams on the field. Uh, Quincy will lay guys out heading to the sideline. Yeah, that, dude, that's that's Lamar the interesting piece of this of whole shirt. puzzle, right? Like, like he could sign a long-term deal at any point now. It's not like he's franchise tagged where he can't uh, sign a contract at this point in the season. So does he sign a monster deal just before game day? Probably not. I think he's going to go into the uh, the offseason. They'll franchise tag him. He'll go into the offseason again, and then they'll, they'll tag him a second time, a la Kirk Cousins, but then I think they trade him. Uh, if a deal is not worked out, I mean, I think they'd be crazy not to work out a deal for Lamar. What if he gets hurt? Like, so let's say he bets on himself, kind of like still that franchise tag him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he, he, he tears an ACL or something years. right now. You, you franchise tag him. Mm -hmm. Got yeah, it. But that's two years, two years in a row injured. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. There's no, I, there's no way I would let Lamar, even with an ACL, go like you, you franchise tag him and you you'll let him sit on the bench for a year you're well i guess it would be this year right and then you have him for his yeah. franchise tag season next year man that would be the worst case scenario i don't wish that on anyone i like lamar too like for me i want lamar to go out there and just be like i've got the easiest contract in the world there's deshaun watson's contract give me one dollar more that's what i want one dollar more nice and easy yeah i mean the the cleveland browns really ruined this for everybody with that with that deal 
Oh, yeah. What do you think about the, the Russell Wilson deal? Russell Wilson got a massive contract, but not quite as much guaranteed money, but it ties him to the, the Broncos till he's like 40. Yeah, I mean, I think it's smart. I think these quarterbacks are playing for a long time. He's still playing at a high level. I And the Broncos, I mean, they haven't found someone after Peyton Manning left, and that was seven years ago now, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you trade what you can trade to go get Russell Wilson. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see them lose Lamar. I saw Lamar liked a, a picture of him in a Dolphins uniform, and I was like, that is everything I don't want <laughs> in this yeah, division. No. Like, absolutely terrifying to have to go against this guy. Uh, Greenbean, you think we might lay out Lamar? You think he's going to be uh, maybe not running quite as much as he otherwise would since he doesn't have that contract? Or you think he winds up, like, going... Like nuts that this year, a, trying to get it. That is an interesting wrinkle. I, but I, right, Ryan, what you just said, even though that's interesting to consider, like he'd be in self preservation mode, I think it's actually going to be the opposite. I think he's going to want to tear the league yep. up. We are the first course in what Lamar Jackson is preparing for a 17 course meal to get him the highest paid quarterback contract in NFL history. That's what he's working on. Uh, now, I fantasize. I, I, when I'm laying in bed at night, guys, this is what I do. I think about Quinnen Williams flushing him out of the pocket, and he runs to his left, and Carl Lawson gets him right in the chest and, and drives him into the ground. That I think if we could do that a couple times, if we can do that a couple of times and kind of early, I think that we uh, we got a different ball game, and that's what we have to do. This pass rush that we've built, they have to be able to get home. They can't just be pressuring Lamar Jackson because he'll make you pay, man. You got to get them, and if they do and get them with some good solid shots, I think we got a different ball game. That's what I think about before I go to bed. That's what I think of. Carl Lawson, nice. Quentin Williams. I see Kelly McTavish and Matt having a conversation about a golf tournament. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, Funny. he wants to know what my golf game is like. Um, I said that I I haven't played golf in probably 10 years, and I wasn't very good when I did play, but our buddy Ryan happens to work at a golf course. so I do. Um, I just want. got this year, I got the TaylorMade Stealth Driver. And since it's a stealth, it's like a stealth bomber. There was this option to pay just a little bit more to get it custom colored. So your boy got a stealth green uh, or Gotham green, you know. That's epic. Stealth bomber, stealth driver. <laughs> so, so I was pretty pretty pumped with that. Um, but yeah, no, we were actually talking about doing a golf outing before the uh, draft. And then we talked about it possibly doing it in August of this year leading up to like week one and doing something uh having a good time, but I never really put all the pieces together. I just got busy, had a kid, things happen. It is what it is. Uh, John says, key to the game, stop the run, including spying on Lamar, be consistent, execute, limit penalties, especially personal fouls, go. Yeah, right? If you don't shoot yourself in the foot and you can contain the best player on offense, spells, uh, you know, at least lead you in the right direction to a victory. I want to see Whitehead or Quan Alexander or Quincy Williams spying Lamar Jackson the entire way. If you want to play zone and have two dudes out in the flat and have your linebacker just like 
ready to hit Lamar at any moment and just rush your front four, that would be absolutely perfect. Put Sauce and Reed out on an island, throw the linebackers out into the flat, and then have whoever you want, Speedy Gonzalez, in the middle there <laughs> to try and chase down Lamar. Love it. Greenbean, you think that's the key to victory? Stopping the run, including spying on Lamar? Well, I don't know if they're going to spy on Lamar. I, I think it's... Uh... I mean, if so, I would like to see it be Jordan Whitehead, somebody that's actually competent, you know, like that can actually contain him, not just be the first guy Lamar Jukes. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what I want to see. <laughs> uh, I think that's probably why Pinnock ended up getting cut. He was he was missing tackles all over the place. So we need somebody that if he decides to take off, can actually contain him, you know, right at the line of scrimmage, short games, maybe even in the backfield, those kinds of things. Um, I, but I, I think, man, it's all about us being able to do what we haven't been able to do under this regime, and that's stop the running game and stop the screen game and the tight ends. If we can do that, we got a shot in this game because that's what the Ravens do, man. Uh, what else we got going on here? Matt, what do you think? You think that's the key to the game? No penalties, execute, do all that good stuff? Yeah, that sounds great to me. I like who you mentioned before. I think Kwan Alexander, with his ability uh, of coming down and, and making plays in the run game, and Jordan Whitehead's kind of same deal. I feel like he's at his best when he's coming down, making plays at the line of scrimmage. I think those two are going to be really key factors. The thing that scares me with Quincy um, is his that's when he's over-pursuing. Yes, if he connects on a hit, he has the pop to obviously knock Lamar out of, out of the game, but... I feel like he has the potential to be such a liability um, over pursuing in the run game. I'm trying to pick another player. Um, so I got two picks left. I guess the last one, I don't know if it should be, I hate drafting a kicker. I wonder, I want to see if it will let me not draft a kicker. Uh, I got Russell Gage on the board, Raheem Mostert. Man, I don't know. How do you feel about Mostert? Got my boy Kenny Gainwell. Like Maybe I take a stab at that. Get some backup action going. Uh, yeah, let's go. Why not? Screw it. We're this late in the draft. Oh, now I have to kick a, take a kicker. Damn it. Oh, well, whatever. Go. So I don't know if you guys know this. So, um, I mean, obviously, most of you do. But one of the things I think is very, very important that the Ravens did this offseason just recently during the cuts is like they signed Delshawn Phillips. So we cut him. They scooped him up real quick. And I think that's really smart because the Jets, the whole hope is that Salah hasn't unveiled his real defense for this year. We just went super vanilla, same as last year. People think we can't do this and can't do that. If we do have an entirely different package that we're going to break out week one, Delshawn Phillips is going to give the Ravens the whole thing. So, we're, you know, that's a little bit of a tip. And I think the Ravens were smart to do that. You know, we saw it last year with, uh, what's his name, uh, J James Morgan down there with Carolina. And I was surprised to see that the Jets didn't do any of that. You know, um, just kind of grabbing the guy. You know, Robert Sala said that he doesn't really focus on that. He doesn't care about that. He doesn't think like that. But I think Harbaugh does, and I think it's actually a smart move that could really give them, you know, a little tip of the hand here and, you know, just kind of showing what we're going to break out 
if we do have something sneaky, sneaky planned, which is what we're all hoping. We hope we don't see last year's defense. I think signing yeah. Delshawn Phillips could be the thing, man. That could be something. Uh, Daniel Murphy says, Hey, Greenbean, Cedar Point is closing down Top Thrill Dragster. Just saw the news article about it. Thought you'd want to know. Yeah, I saw that. Thank you. I didn't read it, though. Um, yeah, and they just, uh, they're just opening. They, they, they took down a coaster last year, and they're replacing it with this whole boardwalk thing. The, the problem with that coaster, Daniel, is that it's always, uh, it's always shutting down. It's the same basic coaster as King Daka at Great Adventure. And you know, mm -hmm. King Dakar's closed half the time, if not more. So that particular model is just very difficult to keep running. So they might as well tear it down and put something that'll be more consistent. Sad though. It's a great coaster. What is your favorite coaster, Greenbean? Since you rode Ooh, on so many. Yeah, my favorite coaster is probably... Uh, it's called Fury 325 down mm -hmm. in uh, North Carolina. Carowinds, 325-foot fucking monster. But I got to tell you guys, I think like the most fun I've ever had on a coaster was a little tiny wooden coaster called the Phoenix at Knobles mm -hmm. in Pennsylvania. If you guys are anywhere near that, dude, I highly recommend Knobles. It was the most fun. And that little wooden coaster has won best wooden coaster in the world uh, I think three times, maybe two or three times. And it was a blast. We laughed the whole ride. It's just one of those really fun rides. So that's up there too. Oh, I like the wooden coasters. I was going to say El Toro at uh, Six Flags. So good. Big that's fan of El Toro. Five. It's a great one. Matt, you got a favorite coaster? Uh, the Cyclone. There it is. Ah, there you go. See? <laughs> Brooklyn. That's great. That's great. Uh, Matthew. Thank you for the super chat, dude. Says, only a couple more days, fellas. Get in the stadium at 1230. Have to get the chance going early. About to see 82,000 fans for the first time since Fitz to Decker in 2015. Enjoy the game. Go Jets. Ah, oh, dude, I can't wait for that first Jets chant. Last time, I was like still in security as like the fumble or not fumble is happening and like, I'm just sitting there and we're watching on the big screen going through and I'm just like, oh no, <laughs> I'm not even in the stands yet for like the excitement and it's already yeah. deflated. Ugh. Uh, that was so terrible. Me and Matt That's were so fun. excited. We were in such high spirits. Took about yeah, that went downhill four quick. minutes. Yeah, four or five yeah. minutes. Man. It was like. At least get me to the end of the game. To murder someone in the upper deck. Oh, that guy. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I just recorded uh, the, my podcast and Matt, I shit you not. I had a whole like three minutes about that guy that I cut out. Oh, I like cut out. I'm like, ah. but dude, that was, that the, guy that was, was the, worst. the worst. Yeah. I can't stand guys like that. It just ruins no. the day and they don't shut up. We'll always have that memory together though. Green Bean. Yeah. <laughs> totally, man. Now it's kind of, it's good to look back as aggravating as he was. It is, it's nice to have that with you, Matt. Yeah, it's a funny story. We could always talk about that. It could be a running gimmick, you know, anytime we go to a game, it's good. Right. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, we've got 17 minutes left in this stream. Greenbean, you got a few uh, qualifiers over there you got? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I got some. I don't have them all. I'm, I'm not ready. 
I uh, let me see how many you need. Yeah, no, no, no. We're not we're not picking yet. Yeah, give but. me a few minutes. I'll I'll get them. Love I'll it. Get them. Love yeah. it, guys. If you want to get entered for our T-shirt giveaway, uh, retweet the stream. I'm gonna have Matt pick five people that retweet the stream. Plus, Green Beans picking a few qualifiers in the chat. And then someone's gonna go home with a shirt tonight. Well, not tonight, but well, it is tonight. You just yeah, won't go home with it tonight. Because I got yeah, I'll eventually send it to you. I bought uh, so I actually I got a shirt for Sauce Gardner for the the sauce sauce event, and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna give him one of my wide receiver one shirts. And it didn't ship in time. <laughs> it got oh. here like two days after. I was like, oh, rats. Oh, but I gave him one of my little bracelets. Ooh. One of my little. Uh, That's nice. Wham. Jets talk bracelets. I left it there. And then as I was leaving and like the event was over, it was still next to him. And I was like, mm, maybe he'll take it. Or maybe he'll just throw it in the trash and not care. All good. I think he, I think he wears it on Sunday. I think he does. There it he is. probably wears and it he, just at home. Every- in his personal right, time. he gets a pick and he yeah, yeah. points to it, Ryan. He goes, hey, oh, dude, if he does one of those, I, Ryan, I'm going to pass out. <laughs> I'm <gonna> right? faint. <laughs> oh. oh, that's awesome. Hey, can I, can I remind everybody, you know, Matt mentioned the cyclone. I want to remind everybody that obviously opening day is September 11th on Sunday. Well, if you're going to be in the area, maybe if you're traveling in for the weekend, for the game, we're going to meet at the Cyclone, the Coney Island Cyclone, at 11 a.m. on the 10th. And we're going to do the world's tallest and fastest Jets chant, part two. So we're all Jets fans are meeting at the Cyclone. We're going to do another ride as we, you know, we do the Jets chant as we crest the world's most famous roller coaster. And then we're going to go get some good, solid, legendary Brooklyn Pizza at LMB Spumoni Gardens, and it's going to be a great day, man. If you're if you're anywhere in the area, you really want to consider doing that. Everybody's welcome. It's not like an organized thing. We're just meeting there, and we're doing it. We'll take pictures. We'll have a good time. So you're all invited to the Coney Island Cyclone, September 10th at 11 a.m. Very cool. I wish I could make it. I wish I could. I'm unfortunately working. Yes, I am. I wish you guys could be there. Matt was the the crown jewel for me last year. It was like, I mean, I had a great time, but being able to that, fuck, was, so that fun. was me. Yeah, and that was us meeting. Like we never really True. met before. That was so True. great. I I got a big green bean hug. It was it was the highlight of the year. <laughs> Just tremendous. Totally, I felt the same way. Main Jets fan says first at Jets home game for me. Jets Pats at home. First at J- this this year is what you're saying. Jets Pats at home this year is your first home game. Cool. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. That's going to be the uh, the oh, Halloween yeah. Eve game. Maybe we'll have Mac Jones seeing ghosts. That we need that to come full circle. I really yeah. want that to happen. I hope because McDaniel's is not there. I hope he's just so bad. And like, yeah, uh, I'm just like I'm praying for it. I've been. I've been hoping for the downfall of the Patriots for like 30 years <laughs> or whatever, however long it's been, yeah. 25 years. It's, it feels like it's been forever. And every year we think, oh, they're ripe for slaughter. And then they go and they win like 10 games. And it's like, really? Really? Like, ah, rookie quarterback throws three yards or whatever it is. Like, what was it three? Was it three passes or three yards? Three. I don't it might remember. Have been- 
I'm gonna look now because that's gonna bother me. I think it me. was three. Yeah, dude, that it was, was definitely ridiculous. three passes. <sighs> what? What's your? I'm gonna say nine yards. I don't know why that number. Is I think it was sub double digits. I'm like almost positive. It was like a really Nin- goofy stat line. Nineteen. Two, two of three. For two 19 of three. <laughs> God damn it! The fact they can win with that kind of stat line is so depressing. It's so annoying. It really it's, is. Uh, super frustrating. Dude, can we just for a second, like we got a few more minutes here and we're together. Yeah. There's almost 600 of us in here together. Can we just imagine for a minute if this is the year that the Jets start to turn it around? This is the year. We've been hanging out together for years. We've had some mm-hmm. of the most miserable Jet seasons in our history <laughs> together. Can this, this be it? Right? Like, dude, look at the talent on this roster. And it's young talent. We could conceivably have these guys for the next five to ten years, a lot of them. And Mm -hmm. it's like, dude, I mean, the job is done. Like, we have enough talent to compete in the NFL. Why not this year, man? Like, this could be it, guys. We could be on the precipice of the big turnaround. Could you imagine being able to talk about wins together? Holy Dude, shit. that would be fantastic. I haven't been able to talk about wins on a football forum <laughs> in the longest time. Like whether it be right. like yep. video like like this or like, because I mean, 2015, I don't even think I, I was definitely not a part of Jet Nation yet. I was still over on football's future. Like, geez, that was still probably yeah, their old A long layout, time. Too. Dude, ancient. Feeling Old. I got I got on Jet Nation in 2009. I was over at the greenhouse and shit before mm-hmm. that. But yeah, I got to do it was fun, man. 2009, 2010. And I was mm-hmm. a member of the South Florida Jets fan club. So I was meeting with, mm-hmm. you know, 200 Jets fans at this huge place. And well, what fun years. I can't That's believe great. it's been basically nothing since then. Unbelievable. Jesus. It'll happen. It'll happen. We're almost there. Eric comes in saying flying out from LA on Thursday. Can't wait for my first home game, praying for a W hoping we don't get blown out. Hope to see y'all there. Uh, we'll be in lock D we'll be hanging out over there. So, uh, yeah. Swing by. It's going to be fun. Uh, Brian drops in again. Brian says the pig is ripe for the slaughter is a classic jets nation ism. That was green jets and hams. (laughs) opus post uh i did not know that i knew it was i the the pigs ripe for slaughter is like nonstop. it's like every year i see that posted and i'm just like okay maybe this is it tom brady's no longer on the on the patriots oh wait they got cam newton and like things are like kind of ish all right and it's like oh they got mac jones and they win a bunch of games it's like "Mm, (laughs) come on one time just uh, one time just i just want a bunch of interceptions Zach like, Wilson has to be a damn NFL quarterback. Is, I mean, you know, yeah. he doesn't have to be, you know, Tom Brady. Can we just get a damn uh, an NFL level quarterback? Can we just average. have that average? Dude, that's just it. Like, I, I almost don't even want to care about the Patriots or any other team. Like, I just want to focus on us. <laughs> like, let's just get it right. If you get the quarterback right, the rest of the pieces are going to fall into place. Like, we have so much talent on this team to like just waste it is just oh, it's so frustrating. At least it's young. This feels like at least if we do get the quarterback right, like this is sustained success potentially right here. But it all hinges on Zach and the coaching staff. I 
gives me heartburn. <laughs> I don't know. Uh. Stud City says, if the Jets can't make the in the hunt picture on the screen, they must really suck because you can make that screen with a losing record. Yeah, especially if they start doing it early. Start doing it around Thanksgiving. Kind of, uh, kind of nice. <laughs> Like Joe West said in the chat, can nice. we just not be? Yeah, can we just not be talking draft at Halloween? Can we? Just I don't. Not, oh, that's I know. really it. Yep. The worst right? is when I see that first mock draft come out by like one of the beat writers, and I'm like, oh, now I got to talk oh. about it. <laughs> like it's it's already there. Not that I wasn't thinking about it, but man, it sucks. Dude, here's how it's gonna go. We're going to kick, they're going to kick off to us. We're going to receive the ball. We're going to get a nice return to like our own 47 yard line. Uh, we're going to use the tight ends, a little bit of Brees Hall, and then it's going to be a touchdown to Elijah Moore in the corner of the end zone. And that's the way it's going to start. It's going to be a seven minute drive. Even being um, from the 48, we know how to do it. 644. That's what it's going to be. You heard it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Then it's going to be a three and out from RD with a sack. That's the way it's going to go. Oh, dude, just start it fast. I almost want to, like, would you, if you win the coin toss, do you defer to the second half and just try to let the defense, or do you want to try and set the tone and get the offense going first? I'm not giving them the ball. Nope. I say, oh, give, you got give, it. Me, give me the I'm ball. Control the clock. Now, just maybe some teams, right. Maybe some teams you want to do it. No, dude, you got to. Keep them off the field, so that starts mm -hmm. with the coin toss. Receive. Let's own. God, let's I just set the pace. I don't know what I would do. I I love getting the ball after halftime because it's like okay, let's reset. Let let's let's gather our thoughts, and come back out and we get the ball first. Because my worst fear is like we get the ball first, and then you go three and out. <laughs> you're like no, oh, now we got to give the ball back I to think them. That way. I know. I don't want to think that you're, way. You're playing not to lose, which is uh, that's scary. Know, you got to play to win. I know. I don't know. I get sad. <laughs> I'm, I'm so pessimistic because of everything that's happened. I want to be optimistic. That's what I want to have happen. And I'll be optimistic for the first game, and then it'll all hinge yeah. depending on what happens at the first game. If, they, if we come out, we get kicked in the jaw. And yeah, okay, I'll be a little more pessimistic. We come out, we play at least competitively, and we're hanging around Baltimore all game long. It's going to make me feel good. I'm going to start beating my chest for the Browns game. Right? I'll I do one better. For Green, Bean had a good, Green Bean had a good prediction, but I'm going to do you one better. They are going to... Uh, the Jets are going to receive touchback on the opening kickoff. No Braxton Barrios mm -hmm. return. First play, Flea Flicker... And they're going to take a deep shot to Elijah Moore. Mike Dude, I come out love, love the flea flicker. Not, for a big gain, but not a touchdown. Ah, Dude, I, when I like they it. did that with Sanchez with his first pass, I don't remember if it was regular season or if that was like his first preseason pass, but I remember them doing the flea flicker like early on. It didn't hit. Like I think they wound up, you know, he missed his mark, but I love the flea flicker. It's so fun. Maybe yeah, you can catch it. like Kyle Hamilton flat foot like he's too excited to stop Brees Hall. And then you're just like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, it would be so much better for the brand if it was Garrett Wilson over Kyle Hamilton. That would be 
Oh, man. Brees Hall flips it back to Zach Wilson. Or, well, not Zach Wilson. Maybe Zach Wilson. Maybe Joe Flacco. Either one. so good. Doesn't matter. Here's what I want. You know, I don't have it in me. Like, I see people, like, you know, they're in the chat and they're saying, hey, like, they're trying to bring us down. Like, no, you got – dude, I don't have it in me not to be positive going into week one. Like, the rest of the season, we could be a shit show. Week one – after this offseason, like, can we just go into week one having – can we have one week of fun? Can we just yeah. believe, for God's sakes? Like, why we had we, we had We had, like, five or six hours of fun, and then the game started. <laughs> oh, it was so fun. <laughs> the tailgate was the best part of last year. Ugh. Hopefully we just get a good game. And Wait, a win. Socrates Johnson is accusing me of being low-key pissed if Hamilton got burnt. Socrates, you haven't been hanging out with me. No. I hate Kyle Hamilton. He's a jerk. He's not on our team. We know how Green Bean thinks. The minute that guy's off our team, we're not potentially on our team. Yeah. Done. I would like like nothing more than the Jets to literally make him the reason that they lose. That would make me (laughs) so happy. He's ugly and his mom dresses him funny. That's right. All those things. (laughs) Socrates. Matt says my jets wish list for the season zach gets better defense dominates tyree kill gets lit up by jordan whitehead i i really hope Tua just is awful and tyree kill is just like a shell of his former of his former self that would make me really happy uh, all right we're towards the end of our show so uh green bean you got your whole list over there matt i'm gonna have you go over to the twitter sphere uh and see how many people retweeted the stream we're at 19 okay. and Ooh, one quote okay. tweet. Cool. I should say quote tweet. I like reading the quote tweets. It's always fun. Um, that's all right. You know what, Matt? Pick, pick the guy that quote tweeted it and right. then four Damn. more. We'll do that. Is Are you guys ready for him? Green Bean, you ready? Oh, yeah. Shit. Yep. Thank, uh, I appreciate you asking because I was in another world. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. First up with the quote tweet is our guy, Sam. Sam. Got it. Okay. Imagine if Sam Darnold wins a MILF shirt. Man. That'd be be ironic. (laughs) Let's go Carlos Marquez. Got it. Drillo. D-R-I-L-L-O. Got him. Uh, I'm trying to change it up. Mike Lando. I don't ever really remember putting him in one. Lando? Yeah, L-A-N-D-O. And then we'll go Knobcraft. Ooh. Nice. There he is. You saw him in here before. Yeah. Ah, there it goes. There we go. All right. Got a little bit of odds and evens going. Three, two, one. That's an even. That's a six. That's a six. All right, Finnegan, you're out, buddy. Oh, no. Finnegan, begin again. Randilla, (laughs) you're out. Oh, shit. What the hell just happened? Oh, there it is. Jesus. Sorry. Raw Power, you're out. Jingle Dubs. Jingle Dubs, you're out. D Santana, you're out. Jay is out. Carlos Marquez is out. Mike Lando, you're gone. That's it. Ah, let's go. 
All right, three, two, one. Six, seven, eight, that's an even. All right, Sports Frenzy, you are out. Michael Murphy, sorry. Sam is out. Gone. Drillo, Drillo is out. Oh, no. That's that's it. Everybody else is in. We got one, two, three, four, five, or five. All Let's right. So we got at least, was that two more maybe? Three, two, one. That's four. So to, uh, Mad Money, 1966, you're out. TJ Decker is out. That's All right, it. so we got three left, right? We got three, yep. All right, chat, throw up a number plus whatever we throw up. Three, two, one. That's a nine. Nine plus Ooh. seven is a 16. That's an even. So we got to oh, go one more time, even. right? Yeah, yeah. SGTVO, you're gone. Now it's right. Everaldo de Jesus versus Knobcraft head-to-head -head in a battle Ooh. for the ages. Ooh. Ooh, Knobcraft, throw up another number. I see your two, but throw up another number. It'll be that number plus whatever you throw up. Three, two, one. We got a nine. Let's see what he's got. You do two again. Come on, Knob. Nine oh, and five, oh, it's 14. So that's even. Is that what it is? Are we done? Yeah. Well, yeah, is even. That right? It's even. Okay. Knobcraft, you're out. It's Everaldo no! D. Hates you. No! <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Got to do this honestly, right? Got to do it <laughs> Who's our winner tonight? Uh, no. Everaldo D. Jesus. He was here earlier, at least. I don't know if he's still here. Everaldo, you win. Let's check. He's, yeah, he's here. You there we go. are the winner. I love Contact that. Ryan. Yeah, he's here. There he is. Everaldo, you're the winner, buddy. Congrats. Good stuff, dude. Reach Sorry, out to me. Uh, reach out to me on Twitter. That's where we'll go. Go meet me on Twitter, and then we'll uh, send me a DM over there. I'll get your info. But guys, we are at the end of our show. So let's go around our panel, give our closing thoughts. Greenbean. Talk to me. Yep, I'm in a good mood. Stop believing the negative energy, everybody. Believe we're going to win. Like Ted Lasso says, tomorrow morning is the release of this week's Green Beans Jets pod. And I tell you the truth of what's going to happen this week. The truth. Check it out. Mr. Matthew O'Leary. Uh, so today on? was a little bit of a... Uh, monument clearing one for me i hit a thousand videos on youtube so just wanted to thank everyone for following along really means a lot and i love that i get to hang out with you two every tuesday we'll see you all at the jets game on sunday let's freaking go all right boys and girls thank you so much for flying with us tonight those of you in the fantasy football league we are going live draft 10 15 uh not live via video but live draft that we're drafting for in the league so it's been fun i look forward to seeing you guys sunday at the game but this is jets talk signing off j-e-t-s